This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Grand Poobah, the Big Kahuna. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. song I play on my last surgery of the day. I begin the day with the harder cases, play Eric Clapton. Then I play George Michael, Gloria Estefan, Carlos Santana, some Van Morrison and Steely Dan, but I end the day with these songs by Charday. Sets the tempo in the room for me. Eases you out of the operating room. Love it. All right, let's take some calls. The lines are lit up. Let's go to... Where's this person from, Steve? I can't hear you. San Pedro, what's his name? Andy. Andy from San Pedro. I can't see... Uh, we don't have a board anymore that lets me see it. Andy, thanks so much for calling in. How can I help you, young man? Hey, Doc, it's a pleasure. to You make my Saturdays every single week. I really enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. What's your favorite story? Uh, favorite stories are your father saying about measure, you know, twice yeah. and, and, and once yeah. because the, dealing with the details. You know, yeah. I'm a disciple of Coach Wooden, oh, wow. and I believe in dealing with those details. Yeah, well, good for you. Yeah, my dad... He, he was a simple guy. He finished high school, never went to college, but the wisdom that he, I mean, he used to do the New, the New York Times crossword puzzle in pen. He didn't do it in pencil where you can erase it. He used to do it in pen. So college isn't for everybody. I, I'm sure that was a regret for him, but he took a great amount of pride in knowing that I went to, uh, to college. And that was really something that he was really so happy about. So that's, the, well, that's say, your job in life. Same with me. Uh, uh, my father uh, was a war refugee out of Europe, Croatia, and he had us in a refugee camp, and he's still alive. He's still with us, 91, and wow. he always dreamt. You know, he only had a second-grade education, but similar to your dad, he was the mo- he, I feel he's the most you know, educated second-grader. I know he's always in current events right. and going on the Internet, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I can relate to it. You know, the precision of being a master carpenter to this day when I was a little kid holding his hand, I was six years old. He would take me to the job sites and we'd walk into these fancy rich people's houses because he was redoing the kitchen or the basement or whatever. And he'd, you know, he'd, he'd let go of my hand as I'd be carrying tools for him. And he'd say, now, Robbie, look up at the ceiling. Don't look at the wall with full. Look up at the ceiling and you can appreciate the previous carpenter if he did a perfect 45 degree cut on the two moldings when they came to, together to make the 90-degree corner of the ceiling, see if they were off or on. And he would always, like, point out, yeah, they missed it. And he hated the shoddy work. He just hated that people were sloppy. They didn't take pride in what they did. And let me tell you, yesterday in surgery, I'm doing complicated knee surgeries and hip surgeries, and all I think about is, 
pride in your work. And you learn that from a master carpenter who didn't go to college, but he went to the School of Hard Knocks, and I'm glad that he graduated with honors from the School of Hard Knocks. How young are you, and what do you do for a living? I'll be uh, 64 next uh uh, next Friday, me and the Conseco twins, oh, and wow. Uh, wow. I, uh, I, uh, I'm retired, but I do uh, some part-time work in in parking lots, and I also work with kids in sports programs. Nice. Where did you grow up? San Pedro, and then, but I've been around, lived in Orange County, lived in Arizona, lived in Kansas City, but most of my time in San Pedro. So I got to tell you my only San Pedro story. And I know Petros is from down there and his dad had a restaurant. That's the only other thing I know about San Pedro. But I get asked a lot to be an expert in court. Can you imagine me as an expert in court with Clapper Vision? You know, it's like, uh, it's just hilarious to go into being the witness stand and teach the jury what's going on, whatever injury took place. It's really kind of fun. So over the years, I've been in pretty much every courthouse. So I get asked to go to this big case and it's being held in the San Pedro courthouse. And I walk in, I go, you know, I've never been here before, but this place looks so damn familiar in the courtroom, in the the witness stand, in the jury box. I'm going, I've never been here before, but damn, this looks familiar. You know why? You know why it looked familiar to me? Because this is where they filmed Perry Mason. The TV show I used to watch when I was a kid was filmed in the San Pedro courthouse. Fantastic. So how can I help you? What you do to yourself? What you hurt? Oh, I think we lost him. Hey, Andy in San Pedro. We'll wait for you to call. Wait, I think there's something happening. Is he back? All right, Andy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Doc. Okay, cool. We don't want to lose you. You're special. You know that? I don't need to lose you. How can I help you? What you hurt? Well, uh, about 12 weeks ago, which is longer than I'm thinking, a lady without a mask was down the street, and I tried to avoid her and rolled uh, my ankle on on a a curbside, and I thought it was a bad sprain, and, and then we... Uh, but then the pain didn't go away. Swelling went down. Uh, then I decided, well, I better get an x-ray. And then they diagnosed it as a non-displaced fracture of the fifth metatarsal. Um, I've been in the hard boot. I've been in the soft boot. But, Doc, it's been 12 weeks. It hasn't healed. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm fine with the soft boot getting around. But now, you know, I want to start doing more things. I want to coach again in the fall when the kids get back to school. Mm. And I'm saying, well, is there anything else that can be done for me instead of just letting it heal? Because um, I attempted, you know, with work restrictions and such, they insisted I work with a regular shoe. And I did it for two days. And then the second day after 12 hours, you know, I I had the recurring pain that I had, say, uh, eight weeks ago. So I I'm think it's, it's is not there healing. anything I can do or yes. to alleviate this or better it? So you ready for some clapper vision? You want me to explain what's going on in your foot? Clapper Absolutely. Vision. All right. The pinky toe, the little toe in your foot, is um, constructed with the main portion, the biggest bone in the mid-portion of your foot. You may see the nail bed and the little toe, but in the mid-portion of your foot, Between your ankle and the tips of your toes, remember there's 26 bones that make up your foot. That bone is called the metatarsal. And a clapper vision is that bone is exactly like a yellow pencil. Clapper vision. The shaft of the bone, a fancy word, is called the diaphysis. The eraser is called the epiphysis. And that metal, you know how you have that metal housing that attaches the rubber eraser to the wooden pencil? That's the metaphysis. 
What's interesting about bones is, yes, they, they're the two-by-fours of your house. They're the two-by-four. They're the structures that make up your body. The sheetrock are the tendons and the muscles. You know, it can get into all the beautiful metaphors of a house and your body. The two-by-four is that metatarsal. It's like a pencil where those three different parts, the shaft, the diaphysis, the eraser, the epiphysis, and the connection, that metal area, the metaphysis, and the tendons that attach to these different parts of the bone. Well, there's a very important tendon that attaches to the eraser and metal portion of the pencil, of the metaphysis. And that tendon, the peroneus brevis, is coming and wrapping around the back of your ankle to help you evert your foot. So every time you move your foot, guess what's happening? That cable, that tendon is pulling on the bone and causing the bone to separate. Well, in order for a fracture to heal, the two ends of the bone need to kiss each other. They need to touch each other. If there's compression, fractures will heal. But if there is tension pulling apart biomechanically, then it ain't going to heal. And what's worse is the blood supply. So whether you're Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan, Pau Gasol, I could go on so many basketball players who have what's known as a Jones fracture, named after Sir Robert Jones, the turn of the last century, no x-rays, went got drunk, went dancing one night, diagnosed, he was an orthopedic surgeon, his own fracture. The hell yeah. Because he went dancing and that tendon pulled so severely on that bone and created the fracture in that location. And that's why we call it a Jones fracture. They are notoriously bad healers. That is why Kevin Durant didn't just have one surgery. He had, remember, three surgeries on his Jones fracture. Palgasol had to have surgery on his Jones fracture. And so did Michael Jordan early in his career and many, many, many other basketball players. So what you're dealing with, Andy, in San Pedro, is a Jones fracture. And you're dealing with it in a location probably where the diaphysis meets the metaphysis, where the yellow shaft meets that metal portion of the pencil. And that circulation there and the pull of that tendon are making for a bad recipe of healing. So after 12 weeks at 64, you should be healed. You should not be having pain anymore. So I'm suspicious. You know, I can see through the radio. I have a gift. It's called clapper vision. I can see your foot through the, the radio, and I am telling you, you're going to need more than an x-ray right now. You'll need a CAT scan and an MRI to see if, in fact, you have a non-union or a delayed union of your Jones fracture. So, you got a pencil? I'm going to give you some names. Speaking of clapper vision pencils, there's two orthopedic surgeons that I trust who are wonderful. One is an older guy. And one is a younger guy. Both of them have been guests on this show. They're both at Cedars, and they're awesome. And they will do you right. They will encourage you, hang in there. Maybe this will go on to heal. Or they will tell you straight up, this ain't going to heal, and you're going to need surgery, which is very simply to put a screw in it to, to kiss, to compress those two bones together. The senior one, his name is David Thordeson. Love him. Been around forever. And he is a wise elder in our community. And he's at Cedars, David Thordeson. You can look him up. And the other is a young pup who we've had as a guest who's so nice, smart, capable, 
and you'll be impressed. So if Thordeson's on vacation, he you know, can't see you right or whatever, you'll go to him. His name is Max Mahalski. M-I-C-H-A-L-S-K-I. Max Mahalski. He's also at Cedars. And you call them and you tell them you're a weekend warrior. Dr. Clapper sent you. They'll get all excited. And then you need to check in with me and let me know what happens because I'll be thinking about you. Okay, Andy? Sounds good. Sounds good, Doc. Well, one quick question. Uh, yes, why I reopened, I'm wearing a surf boot. Can I get back to my swimming if I'm very careful? No, because of the tendon. You're still going to kick your foot in the water, and that is a deforming force on your foot. So my answer is I can't wait. I put up people in the pool. I write books about getting in the pool. As we say in New York, for you right now, forget about it. You can't do it. Appreciate it, Doc. Thanks now listen, Andy. You do. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Listen, to me, you're a total stranger, and I just did something nice for you. I want you to find today somebody, a total stranger. You do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. Will do, Doc. All right, Thank God, you so much. God bless you, Andy. All right, Warriors. Take a break. We'll pay some pills. I got to tell you what happened in the operating room. Don't let me forget Steve Paulette. You know, I'm getting old. I'm going to be 64 next month. My birthday's next month. But I need to tell you what I did yesterday in the operating room to make sure that man's sciatic nerve was okay. It was so elegant and so simple in such a complicated hip surgery. I'll explain. The number's 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Coast to coast, LA to Chicago. 